Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Dog Show Drive with Wayne and Will. I'm Wayne Kavanaugh. And I'm Will Alexander. Yes, you are indeed, young William. This week, we're going to talk about the beautiful dog show in Monroe, the Michigan Sporting Dog Association, coming up this weekend. Also, one of our greats that we are remembering from the past. All that and tongue drums and more right here on the Dog Show Drive. Young William, how the heck are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you, Wayne? And actually, I'm. I'm. I think I'm fighting something. I was away on the weekend. And I've been fighting something, but I'll use some a meals. cold. Yeah, cold. cold. Yeah. Something I don't know. <clears throat> so wearing me down a bit. Yeah, well, I hope you feel better. You can catch a cold from the draft from a draft. From a draft, and of course. Well, the NHL just had a draft. I'm sure you were involved in that. So. Well, I, I I couldn't attend this year, but I did call in my 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 thoughts. You know, I'll bet you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Toronto had a pretty good draft, so you never know. Yeah, and they got Bertuzzi, who I hate, but you'll love. Well, that wasn't a draft; that was a free agent. No, it was a free agent. Yeah. In the, in the... I'm 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 happy with Bertuzzi, and and we got Max Domi back, and yeah, tough guys. Ryan Reeves. That is a. That's a serious dude right there. Yeah, man. <laughs> and and Chicago picked up Corey Perry, who I love to hate, but what a great idea if you're gonna oh, have a new kid. <laughs> I hate Corey too, but I'd love to have him on my oh, team. Oh man, you're not kidding. Yeah. Oh, the dog thing, Will. All of those people <laughs> had dogs. Every yeah, exactly. one of those yeah. hockey players had at least one or two best in show winners. We all know this for a fact. We read it on the internet. That's how we know. I just did you see? I think I, I asked you already. Did you see the Buddy Holly commercial with the remote control vacuum? No, I've not it's seen it. So cute, and it just reminds you, like I, I had Peter Parker the PBGV I showed, and it the mannerisms of Buddy just remind me that the the breed is so comical and so it's it's a wonderful commercial. You get a chance to look see it or. I don't know where it was aired. I found I saw it on Facebook, but it was it's just it just brings out the essence of the of the breed. It's just, they're just so comical and cool. They are characters. And we're talking about Buddy Holly, the best in show Westminster winner yeah. uh, this year, the PBGV. Well, that's pretty cool. And it's cool they're using a pure red dog to do a commercial. That's always a good oh, it's thing. A great commercial. And it, yeah. it shows Buddy going to sleep at the end and then and the the robot vacuum. Shutting down for the night. It's really cute. <laughs> you know, uh, Cheryl always wanted one. And I thought that might be the stupidest invention I've ever heard of until we got one. Yeah. <laughs> and it is the best because you can get under stuff and get the dog hair out from under the chairs and the beds and things without moving them. And it's also just fun to watch. Hazel is completely not impressed. If she's sleeping and it hits her, she didn't even look at it. She's like, it'll move on. It's it's gonna bounce off me and go somewhere else. She doesn't well, even move. Jill, who uh co-owns Johnny with me, the our center breeder, she she uh she has two of them and they're 
they're just nonstop. It's just, and and yeah. she loves it. She swears by it, right? Yeah, they're great. They're great. Hazel Lays, they're like, I'm sleeping here. I'm sleeping here. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty tough. Anyway, um, yeah, those things are great. And, you know, there's a lot of those tools we forget about when we decide that this sport is for us. All of a sudden, we have a minivan. Then we have a larger van. We may even go up to a Class A motorhome. Black clothes, not a lot of them. <laughs> I have a caravan um, now. And I, I was yeah. funny, I pulled up to a stoplight, and this there was this younger guy beside me in a caravan, and he had a sticker on the side of his caravan that said, Nice caravan, said no one. <laughs> <laughs> But it's what we do. Our houses, our yards, all for a four-legged little loving creature. Yeah. Right? Doesn't everybody have baby gates entering each room? <laughs> yeah, so you can trip over and get a black eye. Cheryl once <laughs> yeah. tripped over. We had a litter of puppies, and we had them in the kitchen, in the little nook off the kitchen. And there was a baby get there, and Cheryl fell over it when she went in to, to feed the puppies and got a black eye. Going out in public with Cheryl after that for the next month was horrible. Well, because everyone looked at me you. like, hey. And I'm going, it was a yeah. baby gate. What do you think? Yeah. What's wrong with <laughs> it was, you? Yeah, it was embarrassing. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, you do have, you forget all the stuff you have for dogs. Baby gates everywhere. We don't even, and, and if you come into my house and you're not a dog person, if you're a dog person and you come in the house, you'll say, oh, what beautiful art. If you're not a dog person, you'll come in and say, is this a dog museum? What's going on here? We yeah, forget. Exactly. Do you have any paintings that aren't dogs? We don't. <laughs> no, I, everything, I have horses and dogs. Yeah, exactly. Horses and dogs. <laughs> Well, I have some hockey paintings too, but they're you know, yeah, they're in the basement. Everybody has those. Everybody know. has those. Yeah, Wendell Clark, Johnny Bauer, <laughs> and who hasn't? I'll bet that ninety nine percent of the people listening right now bring a tape measure when they buy a car. Well, I can't get two five hundreds back here. Get to- That's so true. I went to look at a Ford Flex one time, and I loved it. Took it for a drive. Yeah. Oh, great. I got to measure that back. Oh, this won't work. Well, why? <laughs> I can't get two five hundreds in here. What, what, what are those? My dog crates. <laughs> what are you doing with dog crates in your Ford Flex? <laughs> oh, it's true. We looked at an Audi Q5. I thought it was really, it was a great car. And um, because the slant, they make these stupid slant backs to SUVs now, which ruins all the space. We couldn't fit anything in there. Brody has a Highlander, which he measured every car in the world, but he can get two crates in there, two pointer crates in there, and like a glove. But he had custom wood maids. Now you can have the custom ones. In England, they've had these for 30, 40, 50 years, where every car has a handmade, bespoke crate system with the shape of your vehicle. And now you can do that right here in America. And he has still has those in the back of her caravan. That's right. Yeah. The back yeah. door opens up and they're slanted is perfect. Yeah. And they work great. But we do have shoes and clothes um because of our dogs. What's a dog cost? Oh not much. What's it cost to decorate your entire world and life for them? Oh millions. <laughs> It's so true. I start thinking, I'm I'm looking around my living room. I've got, I have a seminar this weekend. So I've got ribbons hanging and a box full of pro plant books and a box full of pens in my living room. (laughs) Pens. Pens. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's our lives. Here in my office, there's frame best and show ribbons and then dog paintings and some sculptures and more dog art and sculptures. But yeah, that's the well, way I, I see my... the, you were watching the, the Jeff Cornett video I saw of CKC. Yes. You see the sculpture in the background, the boxer head? Did. Our did. friend Doug Belter. You know, I said last week Doug can do anything. And I didn't know he could do that too. Yeah. He can. He can yeah. do anything he sets his mind to. He's such a clever, creative, crafty guy. Why not that, create? That's, that, that's, crafty. That's, that's a beautiful piece. It was yeah. made for the memory of Susan Hillman, who was a, a boxer. Well, she was a professional handler. She, but she, her breed was boxers. She yeah. was. She ended up being known for poodles. She was actually. Uh, um, her and Tim Brazier worked together for Pat Tripp when Pat Tripp was still handling. Susan Hillman and Tim Brazier were Pat's assistants. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's beautiful. Uh, Doug can do it. And how nice to have it displayed right there. Yeah. And of course, in that video, uh, Mr. Cornett was announcing that they've shattered all records so far this year in the CKC. They've hosted 1,506 dog shows already, which shatters the previous record. And there are 2,556 to go for a total of 3,862 dog shows, which is up 10% over last year, which was the previous record. Are there any more dogs being shown, Will? Any more dog owners? No, we had two shows last weekend, one in Sardia and one in Norwood. They're about four and a half hours apart. There was 200 dogs at each one. Exactly. Same thing. It's a little microcosm of what we have here. Yeah. Too many damn shows, and they're bragging about it. Hey, great news, more shows than ever with no dogs and the same judges. Well, that's the thing. And then, then there was all that controversy about, uh, I, can't, I don't want to go into it so much, but it was about seeing the same judges over and over and over again. Well, yeah. clubs are handcuffed. They're handcuffed mm-hmm. when there's a million dog shows. They are handcuffed as to who they can hire. And I, I know it gets monotonous and you, you don't want to show the same dog. Well, the only way... An exhibitor can can voice his opinion is by not showing. Yeah. You know, when you see the same judge over and over again, they had they you don't get a good result. Why would you keep going back? Yeah. Well, he said that the previous one of the I guess the previous highest record before last year's was 2018 before the pandemic. And they're having this year they'll have 500 more shows in that year. Well, 500 more shows. Is 20%, 25% of the total number of shows? Yeah. You said dog years? events. So I'm not sure exactly. Well, that's it true. Encompasses yeah. all just dog shows. But um, it's it's we have we have the same problem up here as you have down there, you know. Yeah. Well, we except the, we don't win the Stanley Cup. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you have to be in a southern climate where the average temperature is 92 <laughs> degrees to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, <laughs> but the you know the issue here when we're talking about he just did say dog events which could be anything. Uh, the AKC talks about um, dog events and entries in dog events, and if you break that down and separate it out, which is hard to do without going through my little data searches these days, uh, you'll see that the increased number of entries are not in confirmation. In fact, they're down. Uh, the increased are in agility, 
obedience, this fast cat, dock jumping, all those things that really are fun events. Where they're fun no... and they're not subjective. You know, it's yeah. people can wrap their mind around what just happened, you know. Yeah. And you do have, I'm sure you have judging controversies or what do you call them up there not controversy controversy or something what do you say controversies you say? that's what it's about controversies <laughs> sorry that's what it's about <laughs> will earlier said he was Wickedness. playing he was playing badminton what did you what you call it badminton badminton with his son and i thought badminton it must be some something to do with a puck but uh, it's badminton. It's the same badminton. game we have here. Yeah. And I actually don't think we have bad mittens down here. I think you're right. I think it's badminton. Or what do you say? Badminton. <laughs> I'm going to say it like you. Badminton. <laughs> badminton. <laughs> we're playing badminton in the front yard. We had to stop because it was too windy. So we started throwing around a CFL official football. <laughs> uh, are they cooler? They're way cooler. Yeah, yeah. you got to be way cooler. It's Canadian, man. What are you going to do? Uh, I went, I mentioned last week that Cheryl and I were going on a non-dog vacation about balance, right? And we went away to this wonderful historic hotel. It was brilliant where everybody had a dog. <laughs> and everyone, we talked to every guest at the hotel. There's 19 rooms at this little hotel. I think we're the only ones that didn't bring our dog. And they were all purebred dogs. And they laid around outside while we all dined on the porch and in the veranda listened to live music. So I couldn't get away with dogs, even when I tried to get away with them, Well, because they're right there. They're oh, just yeah. right there, and they're cute, and they're fuzzy. And, and then when you see, like, it's people. amazing. Like, this, I was watching this, this gentleman cross the road the other day. He had a Norfolk Terrier. Wow. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah, like, I so I just, you know, I think that's great when you see those things. They shouldn't be rare sightings, but they are. There was a woman with a golden retriever, and it was particularly really nice-looking golden retriever. It's too big, but it was a really nice dog. And I looked at it, and I thought, man, that's really interesting breed type on this dog. So I said to her, um, where did you get it or whatever that you start that conversation with? And she said... She knew what she was talking about because she didn't say he's an English golden or a cream gold. He didn't say any of that. Uh, she said, it's from half English championship bloodlines and half American championship bloodlines. And I imported it from Canada, where you do have more of that combination, I believe. In certain areas, we have a, a yeah. huge yeah. Infl England, English influx in the type. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was beautiful. It was <clears> quite <throat> beautiful. But they just had it for their kid and they're laying around, you know. When you, we don't, well, I always say we don't take our dogs into the real world often enough. But when you see people, we worry about our dog. Oh, what are they going to do with the music and the restaurants? And they lay under the table and hang out. They yeah. do that because you bring them all the time and they get used to it. You know, we'd sit there with a tight leash. Don't smell. Don't get it. They just hang it out. Oh, gosh. I remember when we took Pete to the Chicago Blackhawks game and we went into the lounge with Rocky and and it's a busy restaurant. She yeah, just loud. She was a beagle and she just stayed there with, like, beside me you know yeah but someone spoke spoke to her she responded obviously but she there was, there was no trouble she slept on haley's lap a good portion of that game yeah. <laughs> just jumped and she never met haley before that i know of this is our daughter haley who lived in chicago at the time and she just fell asleep on haley's lap and she was just so chill that was a boring game that's why 
Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. Um, we have a uh, a long list of of weather events going on, and it's really starting to impact dog shows. I don't want to talk about the politics of it or what causes it. I'm tired of that battle. It's so obvious, but there's no doubt that it's 93 degrees more often at dog shows than there have yeah. been. Um, and that's really a tough call. Uh, I'm judging last weekend. I judged it was 94 degrees, but we were indoors in a brilliantly air conditioned building this weekend. I'm judging outside and it's going to be brutally hot. And I worry about the dogs. I worry about me. Yeah. Well, for sure. It's a lot, a lot. Make sure you take a hat. <clears throat> I've always, uh, I remember when I was judging the Irish International and it was on AKC TV and I was really hot out and I didn't have a hat on. And all of a sudden, Carol in my ring store said, your mom just messaged. She said, put your hat on. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's great. As it should be. Oh, that's terrific. That is great. Well, uh, it's, it's an issue and we have to be careful, you know, and I don't know, is there a heat index number? Where the AKC cancels the shows? I don't know that. No, I don't think so. I, a few years back, I remember being on what we call the Cars Valley Limestone Circuit, and it was so hot. I messaged all my clients that morning and said, we're, we're not showing. We're, mm-hmm. we're, you know, waited out. And I kept the dogs in the air-conditioned truck. And we all just hung out with the dogs all day long. It was just, it was just too hot. You couldn't breathe. It was so hot. Mm-hmm. When Cheryl and I lived in Florida, I had a really nice young pointer. And he'd been doing real well. And I won the breed early in the morning. And it was getting so hot. There was a judge I knew doing the group who'd done from before. And I just went over to him and said, I'm sorry. I, you know, I got to get out of here. Yeah. He said, I wish I could come with you. It's yeah. not fair to them. It's, too, it's not fair to ask that of them. Yeah. You know? No, he was a young dog, too. I just didn't want to put him through it. And Makes me crazy, too. Like, like. We at dog shows, we we try to keep our dogs in comfort as much as we can. And as ourselves, when we're out walking, if we get hot, we go into the shade or we sit down in the shade or go inside. It kills me when I see these people walking their dogs. Their mm-hmm. tongues are dragging on the ground mm-hmm. and they're just walking and just not even thinking about it. And then they'll see the dog trying to pull them into the shade and they'll yeah. pull them back, you know, get back mm-hmm. on the sidewalk. Yeah. Use your brain, people. Come on. There was a there was I, where I was judging a couple of weeks ago. It was really hot. There was a guy sitting at ringside with an armband on and a black lab, sitting out in the sun. I I stopped judging. I'm like, you know, there's a tent over there. Oh, he's all right. Okay, when you bring him here. See if he's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. No. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I can still remember showing Airedales, and for some reason, Airedales absorbed that heat. And I was at a Rideau Terrier specialty, and I had my dog out in the sun, and I could feel him getting hot. And I, so I just moved him back out of line of everybody. And somebody said, what are you doing? I said, touch his back. That's what he's feeling out there. Yeah, absolutely. Dogs come first, ladies and gentlemen. When I worked for the Forsyths, August was pretty much not on the calendar. You know, they took August off because it was too darn hot. And that was a long time ago. And now we're getting hot earlier and later i guess we just have to you know hopefully the summer shows can find more air conditioning facilities i know it's hard to do but it was awfully nice when i could keep moving those dogs last weekend in that air-conditioned building without worrying about am i putting them at risk 
Uh, I know this is sad, but it, isn't this the time that we we, lo- we lost Janie? This, it this is. time period. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's eight years ago. It doesn't seem it. Yeah, I, I was the Monroe Sporting Dog, especially when I got the news. I'm pretty sure it was Brian Still that called me. I can't remember, but I think it was Brian. This is Jane Forsyth. Obviously, yeah. we're talking. Yeah. I was on Vancouver Island, and there were no flights out because this there was a wildfire. And the smoke had just... I remember walking out of that hotel in the morning. I'd never been near one of these things. And I thought it was snowing. There were white flakes of things falling down. The ash. Uh, yeah. And it was just the ash. But I yeah. it killed me. It's, 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 again, it talks about the dog things. Everybody has these things. Hey, where were you when, you know, Princess died? Where were you? Well, Janie, you know, when... Something? Yeah. They just, it's, it's, it, uh, we both know it shows we were, we were yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i remember the feeling i got deirdre was with me and 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 she got the message i think brian messaged her i think right got that i could have that messed up but uh she told me and she's she's she made me sit down first and then she told me and but uh yeah, yeah. i don't even know who told me um might have been sue i'm not sure but i did know that i was so um, hopeless out there, not being able to get back. And all I, I couldn't sleep. So I just stayed up and wrote about her all night. Yeah. And then and that post went on for a while. But uh, it was, a, it, was yeah. a, it was an altering event for us at dog shows. But I, I you know, you, I mean, I can still remember being there that weekend and, and thinking of all the stories just rerunning in my head. Oh, you know? yeah. And it made oh, you smile, man. you know, it made you smile. Yeah. Working for them. Well, first of all, it was cheating. It was like getting a free PhD, right? I wish I could have worked for them. I would have Well, it wasn't just what they knew about. And of course, it was what they knew about the business and about showing dogs. But to be surrounded by the best dog in every breed, yeah, that's what you need. You need those good dogs to imprint on. And we had the best. The and best it seemed like that era was just so... And they talk about the golden age of Hollywood. Was I kind of... Yeah, same thing with the dog world. Like they, everything, everything's coming to life. You know, mm-hmm. the things that we remember. Well, the most obvious change that I can remember, Will, is that we went to the same shows every year, regardless of who was judging. We didn't change. That was the schedule. And that's how it stayed. Yeah. If there was no one running for number or whatever. No. So you didn't have to fly to Kansas on Friday and San Diego on Saturday. You just drove the Bluebird three hours and you went to those shows. Exactly. And you and the club knew you were coming, so you've been coming up for years, so you got your spot. Like oh, I remember yeah. when I worked for Gary, that that was just our spot. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that was it. No one, no one else taking Gary's spot. That was where we parked our truck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Bluebird was, you know, that was as famous a bus down here as you could get. Well, it was the most famous bus down oh, here. Oh, for sure. And there was always a special spot for the Bluebird. And no one complained because they had we had 50 dogs on there who were going to win all the groups. <laughs> and without, again, by not picking judges. And if we'd get beat with one dog, we'd come back. We didn't leave them in the crate. Um, we'd come back and try again. It was a different world. Well, and and I'm not saying we we can go back to that, but we because we can't. But it's nice to have that history in our pocket and remember how important those things were. Uh, to us back then and how it shaped how we look at dog shows today for sure no question no question everything i do or say has been shaped by events that i i saw when i was in that era you know that watching the shows 
Monday mornings around 10 o'clock. Wayno, it's your mother. <laughs> She'd call every every week. Wayno, it's your mother. <laughs> and then she, what do you know? What do you know? That was another one. What do you know? Yeah. And she called Scott Summer for the for the winners of the all all that was the internet back then, right? Scott would be the one yeah. oh, yeah. won everything everywhere, right? I remember, yeah. I remember being at a dog show in Peterborough and she's put me on the phone with Scott. Of course. <laughs> I won't tell you why, but she made me tell him something. <laughs> but he was the internet. Scott was the internet. He's, he, he was info dogs. He was Facebook uh, Chronicle winners. He knew who everybody wanted. He told Jane and she'd call me and ask, you know, oh, it was great fun. Great times. We're so fortunate to have those mentors. And those mentors exist today, Will. I'm not just, it's the same type, but there are always people you can learn from if you work hard enough. Keep your ears open and your mouth shut. Yeah. There's plenty. Yeah, that's, that's the best lesson, Wayne. It is. And keep off your damn cell phone. God, yeah. nothing drives me crazier than assistance on cell phones. I, know, I, I couldn't imagine what it would have been like, because I know I would have fallen prey to it as well. Of course. If I hadn't. I, I remember sitting in the truck and there'd be, uh, I'd be in the seat in the back because I was just, you know, the assistant. So there'd be Gary and whoever was with us and the two of them would be talking away and I wouldn't say a word. I would just mm-hmm. sit there and listen. And yeah. I don't know if there's, you're almost, even now thinking about it, you're, you're, you're in, in awe that you were in that position, you know? Yeah. Well, no doubt. I felt like I was, you know, I mean, it was just being in that. They were rock stars to me. I've never been starstruck in my life. And I've worked with a lot of, you know, celebrities on TV over the years. None of them ever star. I was never starstruck. When I went up there as a 17-year-old and Bob and Jane said I could work there, man. Oh, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, It was unbelievable. I knew every dog they'd shown for the last, since I was alive, you know, <laughs> call names, records, the whole thing. But we always had the best whip, the best Doberman, the best boxer, the best wire, the best min pins, the best, every old English, everything. There wasn't one breed that we didn't have the best of. Um, maybe not at the same time, but we always had a contender in every breed, a serious contender. And yep. the great part for us was when they'd win all the groups, you have to go find the person appropriate for that breed to show them. And, you know, they knew which ones they'd wanted to cover these dogs and you had to go find them. That'd be something being asked by the forest to cover your dog. Oh, it was, I mean, people would just yeah. get so excited when, you, when they asked you And I remember when the, like Janie would come up here, we'd see her a couple times a year anyway, and it was always great to see her. And she, it started to annoy her when the rulings got to the point where they weren't supposed to talk to us. We're supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I've known her. I had known Janie since I was probably 11, yeah. 11 or 12, when I was started first going down to see Mr. Eldridge. And uh, she always wanted to have dinner. But we could never have dinner in the town of the dog show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we would meet in a town mm-hmm. adjacent to the town of the dog show yeah. and we could have dinner. So I on can tell the home, stories now. But in the, On the way home from the shows, uh, there's a couple of places just before the kennel or on the route home 
that they frequented and the clients would meet us. Not all of them, you know, a couple of choice clients that were in that area geographically. We'd go to dinner. And that's how I learned to eat dinner in a group. Uh, You know, 17 years old and you shut your mouth and you listened and you learned. And we were so tired. The last thing we wanted to do and you better show up for dinner. We just wanted to go to bed and have a pizza. Exactly. But those days, nope. like, I remember being, even going home from the dog show on Sunday night, we'd stop and have dinner. Yep. You don't do that now. No. Yeah, you grab a burger and you carry on. Right, right. We would stop and have dinner. And and they, and they like Gary and John and John Glover, Gary McDonald, Griffey, and the, well, do you guys want to stop at the Husky and have dinner? All right, let's stop at the Husky and have dinner. Yes. We'd yeah. all stop at the Husky and have dinner. Not anymore. Everybody's no, in get home. We, have, we stop, get a burger, and go home. You know, I wonder what the... Um, this would be an interesting study. I don't know how you do it in retrospect. Wouldn't you love to know the health and condition of humans that participate in dog shows before the advent of fast food and cell phones? We had more time to speak to each other. Yeah which is always good for mental and physical health when you have people to communicate with. That's why solitary confinement is so awful. And you're stopping to eat a beautiful meal. You're not grabbing Big Mac number 11 and shoving it in your mouth while you're driving with your phone in one hand going down the highway. Trying to find who invests in show in Arizona, you know? Yeah, because it doesn't matter, but you have, you know, well, speaking of that distracted driver thing, I'm driving down the highway last week and this is a woman on her cell phone, right? She's on her cell phone. I could see that. And she swerves right into my lane. And I lost my cheeseburger, my fries. Everything went flying out of my lap. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Just made that up on the spot. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> but really, it is an issue for assistance. And I know they work hard. And I know it's part of the new fabric of our society. But boy, if I was paying somebody to watch dogs in an X-Pen with a pair of scoops, and they had a phone, they looked down at it for one second. Ooh, I I I wouldn't be pleased, Will. I just don't know how much they're missing, though. Yeah. But I I I I, I fall prey to it too. I I, I know we all do. We all do. But when you're getting paid to do something that's the greatest learning experience in the world, you're not gonna get rich doing being an assistant. You might not even eat well, but uh in certain circumstances, but it's an opportunity to put down the phone and listen because you might hear something. When you're focused on anything, TikTok, Facebook, LMNLP, whatever the new ones are, you're just not paying attention. You're, you're not taking in the ambient sound which you might pick up around you. Okay. Could be somebody walking by Maybe. saying something. It's, um, but it's amazing how little or how short our attention span is. Now, I think we've touched on that before. Yeah, but well, I, I've, I've been doing these videos for um, so social videos, social spots. And I, I made one last week, and I went to, I was judging Winnipeg last weekend. I was judging the English Center Club, regional, regional especially. The National was on Saturday, I judged the regional on Sunday. It was a lot of fun. But I got to see Yvonne Norton was there with the two girls, Faith and Hope, who are, are just wonderful kids. Faith's worked for me, and Hope, he's helped me out here, too. Anyway... They were talking about my videos. So I said, here's my next one. So I showed her the rough cut. I showed Hopi the rough cut. And she started watching. She said, I would have swiped already. I'm like, what do you mean? She said, it's too long. You can't mm-hmm. do that to us. We don't have the, that, that, that good attention span anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And I go right, get right to the meat of it and and out. Because I had all these little things leading up to certain things. She said, nope, I would have swiped by now. So, so she edited it for me. I put it online. And it's a it's a big, big hit, Wayne. Is this you in your underwear, Will? No, not that one. This is the, one. the next one with the carrots. <laughs> oh, I saw the carrot one. Yeah, I saw the carrot one. Yeah, it is. It's a different world. And it does directly infect our sport. There's no building you can go to. You can't buy tuition and live four years in a dorm and learn about dog shows. And it would take, and and by the way, those four years wouldn't do it. That's not enough. No. You have to go, it's your, you're your own advocate for learning. And you're at dog shows. That's your college. That's your university. And if you don't keep your ears open and your eyes open, you're going to miss way too much. You might learn how to run for number one as an assistant. You might learn about how many miles it takes, but you're not going to learn about the nuances that are so important to handling, to presentation, to breeding, to just seeing, learning how to see. You can't learn how to see without seeing. And if you're staring at your screen, you're not seeing anything. Yeah. And I've had that thought go through my head before the what if this, the advent of cell phones had been in my early days. Would I have had the same passion? I don't know if I would have. I think I would have been too much distraction because I I slept, eat, drink. Everything was dogs when I was mm-hmm. from 12 on. I, I drew yep. pictures. I had, a, I, had a, I, had a, I had a poem on the outside of my door of my bedroom when I was a kid. It was by Celeste Corbicero. I love my dogs. This is their home from which I hope they'll never roam. They're faithful friends. I love them best. This is their home. You are a guest. If uh-huh. dogs to you are just a peeve, then by all means, feel free to leave. I had that on my door, and I've, yeah. I've been able to say that since I was 12 years old. Yeah. And yeah. I, would I, I don't know if I'd have that same passion or mentality if mm-hmm. i had this silly little phone beside me when i was 12 because let's face it there's kids out there that are younger than 12 that have their own phones now yeah there are we had when i was a kid we the the gazette was actually real as is required by their charter to produce a gazette i guess they didn't think to say printed back then so you have to find it on the internet but the printed magazine would come to your house and you would open it up and there were small what they would now call tiles, small photographs of every best in show winner of the week, of the month. There weren't many of them because there weren't 10 billion shows. And when you won one, it was a big deal. So they had these maybe three inch square photographs, probably 12 on a page. I used to, my father used to get so mad at me. I was sure he was done reading them, uh, not thinking he'd ever want to go back and refer to them. I would cut those pages out with scissors and I'd arrange those dog pictures on my bed. I didn't listen to TikTok, TikTok videos or whatever you watch. There wasn't any Facebook to stare. I didn't sit in there and scroll all night. I had those dogs arranged on my bed. And I would judge them in groups and then best in show. And when I was too. done with that, the visualizations of the breed standards, the old book by Foley, I would go through that and judge that too. <laughs> that was the exact same way. I never cut them out. I just, I would put use a marker in place first. Second, third, <laughs> <fourth>. <laughs> so I love sliding them around. I made cuts and everything by sliding them around my bed. <laughs> but I can remember every dog that won a best in show by the name and the owner and everything else. Flaky sweepstakes, Porter Washington. He won a lot of them with those cases. But yeah, it was um 
that's the time that I, I myself find now scrolling through Facebook and after dinner uh, or at breakfast, um, scrolling through my email, scrolling through, I read the, well, I guess reading the newspaper I've always done, but I read it online now. I do the crossword puzzle, the New York Times puzzles. Um, those are things I do online now that I used to do in the newspaper. But the scrolling time, when you get those little notifications, the hours you spent staring at me, <laughs> Mr. Telephone was is up twenty percent this week. Hours of day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for living. You're missing the rest of the world. And again, you know, we talked about balance last week, and I can't say enough about it. But when we're balancing our dog world with the real world, and we're still trying to learn, yet we're spending three hours, four, I'll bet it's six hours for some people, oh, a day easy. looking at the screen. God, that's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your physical health. And it precludes you from having the opportunity to learn. And don't tell me you're learning by watching TikTok videos. I want to hear it. You're not. Well, I, I make a hell of a cream cheese ice cream. <laughs> Or it's cottage cheese, cottage cheese ice cream. <laughs> That's what I learned. <laughs> well, how many videos have you scrolled past or read before you made that ice cream? 20,000? Oh, easy, 000? easy. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, so they were all cottage cheese ice cream. Look at that. Yeah. That's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to make my own ice cream. It's going to be healthy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's talking to people? You know what I was thinking about last week? I had uh, my neighbor, right? He's, a dear friend, a close friend of both Cheryl and I, and we uh, we don't just call him on the phone. We text him to see if it's a what's a good time to call. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Can I can I call? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm watching Jeopardy on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll tell you what a different world is. I, 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 Carrie Brangers is a very good friend of mine. She has English cockers, million years, and her mother Shirley always makes me. Peach marmalade, and it's the best marmalade I've ever had in my life. And she brings me a jar every couple of years. Well, she told me this year that she's going to stop making it because she's she's getting older and it's just a lot of work. I said, well, I'd love to get the recipe, you know, and I think that'd be great. And because I, I might be able to find someone to make it for me. <laughs> anyway, rather than, you know, you, you wait for a text, you wait for this. I see her, I see Shirley at the dog show and she's sitting in the chair watching Carrie show her dog. And oh, I have something for you, William. And she opened up her purse, pulled out this handwritten card, yeah. and it was the recipe of the peach marmalade. Wonderful. Yeah. Even better that it's in her handwriting. Yep. That makes it taste better. Yep. I still send... it's on my refrigerator. I stuck it to the magnet on my refrigerator. <laughs> That's great. I still send handwritten note cards. Uh, Haley is really good at it. I mean, every day, you know, thank you, thank you, this, that. I mean, thank you cards, wedding gifts, immediately you get a response. Um, now you don't even get them. You don't even get them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just, I guess I assume that you're honored enough to give me a gift without me saying thank you. <laughs> different world, different world. It anyway, sure I wanted to talk about something so relevant to this topic, Will. Um. How am I going to link this? Oh, balance in my life. When Cheryl and I were in Traverse, uh, where were we last week? In South Haven, there was an enormous art fair there. It's a big deal. I mean, there's hundreds of booths. It goes on for acres. It's gorgeous. We're walking around, and all of a sudden, we both went, hmm, why are we relaxed now? 
because the guy was playing this thing I've never seen before. And it's called a tongue drum, but it doesn't involve your tongue at all. It's different length tongues, like a shoe tongue. Let's think of that, right? Um, that are laser cut into a metal pan. It's sort of timpan, you know, like a timpani sort, but it's not. And makes these gorgeous harmonic sounds. And people use these to meditate or come. Well, I bought one because I like every musical instrument in the world to live in my house so I can learn and play it. And I picked up this one fairly quickly. It's in pentatonic scale. But I love playing it on the porch at night to calm down. It relaxes me, Cheryl, and anyone out on their porch. So I highly recommend it. But the odd part of this is I tried to play it for Will. These are not quiet. But the pitch is not picked up by the microphones. Yeah, I, I had no idea what you were doing. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were rearranging checkered checkers. <laughs> and you're do one of those tricks. Find the, find, find the B. Find the P. It's under this cup. <laughs> card. <laughs> no, the drum was on my lap. They're also called lap drums. And it was on my lap and I was playing with, with mallets. And um, not a sound was heard by William. Nope, I could not I hear anything. Yeah, well, I'll have to play it for you live. The I'm still questioning if it exists or not, if you're just messing with me. Well, I showed you. I know, I know. <laughs> but um, the, my, or, I didn't know if the neighbors would like it, but now the neighbors are like, hey, we want to calm down on our porch here. Could you play one of that? Could you play that stuff again? It's so calming. Play so Misty I, for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that everybody at dog shows could have a tongue drum, Will, and we could sit <laughs> No one could record record it because my microphone doesn't pick it up. But we'd all calm down. We'd all fall asleep before Best in Show. Of course, now the dog show's going so damn long, a lot of people fall asleep before Best in Show anyway. (laughs) And then I said, imagine if you record a CD. I'd never hear nothing on the CD for me to listen to. But do they even still record on CDs? Are CDs still in existence? I don't know. No, Will. Um, your eight-track player might be able to play a CD. Oh, Do you still have it? Eight-track, Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matchbook? You have a matchbook to put it under there to wedge it in? Yeah. And eight-track's not playing. You got to put a matchbook or something in there to wedge it so that it catches on. <laughs> oh, you young whippersnappers have no idea what the hell we're we talking the, about. We there. had the case between the two band seats. <laughs> you could hold like 10 of them, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to some Super Tramp now. <laughs> I had a van that I built out myself and insulated, refrigerated, you know, all that stuff. And I built a bench between the two seats to keep all that stuff in. And it was covered in, in leather. And it was, it was quite beautiful, a little box you could sit on. Well, one day, my mother thought it would be a really good idea to sit on that. I never attached it to the floor, Will. And off she went. Uh, fortunately it was a bed behind her <laughs> my poor mom oh god remember how you said you covered it all in leather and stuff well my dad oh, yeah. did the same thing for our dog show vehicle but yeah. he didn't cover it in leather it's covered in shag carpet oh yeah baby well the bed was covered in shag carpet oh the walls yeah yeah <laughs> shag and wagon case we rolled that's right <laughs> Which was really good for absorbing pet owners, as I recall. Those shag carpets yeah. were. Oh, 
Oh, I use marine plywood. I don't know why. It wasn't raining inside the van, but I, for some reason I thought I needed waterproof paneling. And that's what I used. But I remember a brand new van taking a jigsaw and cutting a hole in the roof to put the fan. Man, that was, I don't know if I'd have that courage anymore. Yeah. But when you're young, you'll try anything. Oh. I still try anything. Yeah. So where are you off to, bud? I'm 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 in Newfoundland this weekend. I told you. Oh, yes, you mentioned Newfoundland yeah. judging sporting dogs and my first town permit. And then I'm uh, doing a seminar after Best and Show on, you know, handle your way out of a paper bag. There you go. Um, what you had the whole hound group? No, just the first half uh, permit for the first. So you have that by what Wednesday or Thursday? The rest of the group? No, we can do it. We can only do half a group a year. Only half a group. Yeah, we can only do twelve breeds at a time. Yeah, yeah, but it's a year between. In most cases, yeah. I need some more points to be educated. And I'm judging in Belvedere, Illinois this weekend, which is three and a half hours from my house. But Monroe Sporting Dog Association, which is the premier sporting event, it is just, there's nothing like it. If you have it's Montgomery for sporting dogs, it really? is. It absolutely is. And it feels more like it every year. Every bit about it feels more like it. But the sporting group at, at um, Monroe, Michigan, at the Michigan Sporting Dog Association, easily rivals any group you'll ever see anywhere oh, in the world. I know. I it's crazy. Watched it. I participated in it. It's an, it's an amazing group. Yeah. It gets six or seven, six or seven hundred sporting dogs. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's just and they're not just sporting dogs. They're the best of the sporting dogs because there's so many specialties and, yeah. and uh, all involved in the weekend. It's just become a mecca. I think I've got to get better at making a list of shows I don't want to miss and not taking assignments on those weekends. Um, I'm looking forward to judging in Belvedere. Don't get me wrong, but I may have scheduled differently. So what yeah. I'm going to do is I'm, this is what you do for two points, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to leave here tonight, drive to Monroe, Michigan, uh, see if I can observe between 8 a.m. and 1, 1 p.m. And then drive now six hours instead of three to Belvedere to judge on Saturday and Sunday. Um, because it's an opportunity to, there's the Spinoni specialty where you find that, right? Oh, exactly. Um, so yeah, those are things that you have to do. And if you, and no one's sitting there exhibiting saying, that's what the judges have to do for two points and you need 10 for each breed. Yeah. I've got to drive 12 hours and uh, be in the ring for half an hour, but that's what you do. And I look forward to the opportunity to learn. It's just not, um, all that convenient or easy to find, right? But it'll be fun. I hope to hit them all, Will. I hope to hit them all. I want to be at every dog. And I hit, hope to hit my tongue drum in a way that you can hear it someday. Now, there are recordings of tongue drums on the internet, so I don't know why. You Maybe it's like it. a dog whistle. It might be. It <laughs> might be. Or only dog people can't hear it. I don't know, same frequency. But just Google tongue drum and you'll hear you'll hear I'm some afraid. bad players too. There's some real afraid. bad players because a lot of people think they can play this and they just kind of hit the keys, you know. It sounds like a nightmare, but there are there's some good players on there that actually know, you know, a little about music. But yeah, it's a cool thing. It's like percussion. Like I play the drums and guitar. 
it's perfect. It's a combination of those two things. You sent Not me a, well. you sent me a guitar in the mail once. Do you remember I that? I did. I thought maybe it'd be nice for young women to play the guitar. So I bought them one and sent it to Canada, which by the way, I thought that would be easy, Will. There are forms. There was extra costs. I think there was even, I even, I think I had to hire a postal person to run in across the bridge, Will. I think it took that, but it took like forever to get to you, but it's a nice guitar. It is a nice guitar. I have it. Yeah. I have the, you I, sent me lessons. And, uh, I assume when the guitar crosses the border, when you get to fill out your customs form, you probably had to answer a big Gordon Lightfoot questionnaire. Or I something. did. I sang the Jim and Edmund Fitzgerald. They made me do that. Before <laughs> we allowed some, the guitar into the country. True. There are some woods that are illegal to import and use in building guitars. Um, I guess well, I think people know maybe or don't care. But I went away to luthier school for six months and learned how to build guitars. And you learn a lot about the different woods. And uh, some of our old dog crates and things are built out of woods that are probably illegal to cut down anymore. But so when you import, if I bring my guitar to Ireland to play, I can't bring, bring one with Brazilian rosewood. Um, there's certain woods that used to be legal to cut down that are no longer. So it's they don't want to hear that your guitar is 50 years old. They don't know that. So there's certain woods that you can't bring. And certain guys give you a hard time about it. Yeah. But, so all that and more right here. Here, on on tongue, tongue, drive. <laughs> <laughs> tongue drums and more. <laughs> <laughs> and no, you don't play it with your tongue. It's metal. If you played it with your tongue in the cold, Will, you know that would happen. Yeah. You'd have a tongue drum stuck to your tongue. You'd walk around with this metal orb all day. You couldn't show a dog like that, Will. You couldn't. You couldn't. But you can show in a house coat. I've seen Luke Ehrlich. Uh, I haven't seen it. You told me about Luke. Yeah, Luke Ehrlich. Yeah, yeah, and for coat. Americans, that's bathrobe. Uh, like badminton or whatever the hell you call badminton. it. Badminton. Badminton. <laughs> it makes so much more sense than badmintons. I don't understand why we got it so wrong. But, yeah. uh, sorry. <laughs> that's what it's all about. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, well, I think that Michigan Sporting Dog Show, if you miss it, um, if it's on your list, it's this weekend. But if you haven't been, try to make that a vacation or a getaway, no matter where you live. You can learn, if you leave your phone in your pocket, you can learn more in that three, four-day weekend about sporting dogs than you'll ever learn anywhere else. Oh, no question. You might not get points for it or forms for it, but if you want to learn... That's one hell of a Truly place want to, to learn and not just check a box. Yep. Go I watched Pannoni's there. Especially. I watched Pannoni's there oh, quite a few years ago. And I saw one that just took me. I just, as soon as I looked there, I thought, I'm not an expert in these, but that looks just beautiful to me. And that's my template. And she went on to be, if not the top winning of all time, close to it. I'm a beautiful bitch. So, yeah, those are things that, that are worth going for, Will. Yeah. And I remember um, Reagan, Megan Reese Beisel, who I just adore, and she's a great young judge. Um, I, I, didn't, I hadn't met her before, and I was doing a Springer specialty. And after she waited and afterwards, she had judged them the day before the sweepstakes or something the day before. No, I guess she judged the breed. And we had a good chat about it after. Points? No. But two sporting dog people who are passionate about their breeds talking about this breed. And it wasn't about, did you get it right? Who'd you put? It wasn't like that at all. It was a great conversation. I won't forget it. 
That's why you go to these things, Will. That's why you go. And she's been a hell of a breeder for a number of years, her and her mom. So she does at the garden this year and did her own thing, for which I totally appreciate. Um, yeah, it was fun. It's all good. So there you have it. Anything else, bud? Uh, no, I think I'm going <clears> to... <throat> Go see about uh, maybe another cup of tea to see if I can soothe this throat of mine. And uh, yeah, take care of that. But maybe and, look into and, a, a, a tongue drum and and there are exercises you have to do for that. <laughs> you have to whistle. You have to whistle. Okay. Right. <laughs> a lot of whistling. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Um, the when you, I know you're going to do the whale thing. <laughs> if I were you. I'd ask Doug about what test, what line, is there a line test or test line? The strength of the fishing line you're going to use, well, you're going to need some heavy stuff to catch a whale. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, you're not going to, I'm just going to look at them. <laughs> well, I thought it was catch and release. If you, yeah. <laughs> you catch a whale, then you have to take the hook out. I'm very it. much looking forward to it. I'm looking forward out. to going to the town of St. John's. And my yeah. mother had such a wonderful time there. I've never been to Newfoundland. Really? So, wow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then we go back. We yeah, go back. we go back in the fall, you and I. Cool. Fun times. All right, young William, I've got, oh, by the way, I'm sore. You know why, Will? Because we're old. I helped, we helped my brother move this weekend. Actually, he wasn't here. Cheryl and I did all the moving ourselves. We not, we are not 32 anymore. And I know that because they could barely move this morning. And when Hazel wanted to go for a walk, we both looked at each other like, I don't can handle a 20 pound beagle. <laughs> <laughs> so take care of your bodies. And as dog people, boy, we abuse them. And our backs and knees, we there should be a, a, a hospital dedicated to just dog show people's hips and knees and yeah. backs, I guess, right? We'd fill it. We'd fill it. No question. No question. All right, bud. Peace out. All right. You have a great day. Everybody else out there, drive safe, and we'll see you down the road. Pretty good. No way. Way. Better be paying attention, Doc. Thanks for the <laughs> Don't Ernie use it in the blooper reel. That's right. We love you, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that in, Ernie. <laughs> Quit taking yourself so damn seriously. I'm going to go. Uh, this is good. We're going to be here in a second, Wayner. Don't lose it, Doc! <laughs>